Welcome to Series 2, Episode 6, Birds, Music, and Happiness. I'm actually going to begin with the words of the week, since I have two poems I'll be reading, both of which were published in the same issue of the lyric, and they both have to do with music, and the first one has a lot of musical terms that I'll just define before we get started. Arpeggio is a broken chord that is played in sequential order from its lowest note to its highest note, or vice versa. A major chord contains the first, third, and fifth notes of a major scale. The difference between a major and a minor chord comes down to one simple change, the third in a scale. A major chord contains the first, third, and fifth notes of the major scale. A minor chord contains the first, a flattened third, and the fifth note of the major scale it's named for. A diminished chord has the first, a flattened third, and also a flattened fifth note. So you can see where the diminished comes from. And an augmented chord is a triad with a sharpened fifth, that is, a fifth note raised one semitone. So an augmented C chord would have a C, an E, and a G sharp. Rubato is the temporary disregarding of strict tempo to allow an expressive quickening or slackening usually without altering the overall pace. And the closing poem will have sottovoce, which in music is a dramatic lowering of the vocal or instrumental volume, not necessarily pianissimo, but a definitely hushed tonal quality. Or if it's not in a musical phrase, it can mean in a quiet voice, as if not to be overheard. So the first poem I'll be reading was published in the fall of 2018 in the lyric, Impromptu. Alert on her perch, canary poised, I flourish the French horn's rosette, setting dents in my lip as I conjole Practical scales into winged arpeggio. B flat, thumb valve down, onto F. Major, minor, diminished, augmented. Chords that scythe the sparrow speckled air. Slurring, legato, staccato, tenuto. Tones molten and mellow as hammered copper. Notes spiraling up like fluid incense rubato. Under their influence, with a slight cant of her primrose head, she lets her counterpoint unroll litanies of joy. In our letters, we're writing about how we feel when the other makes us happy, and one of the things we discovered was that making each other happy has an effect on our entire relationship. 
In Wes's letter, he wrote, Dearest Vicki, when you have done something to make me happy, I always feel very close to you, knowing that you care so much for me. I feel all warm inside and very much needed and wanted. Sometimes I feel guilty, for it always seems that you are doing nice things for me when I don't feel like I've been doing enough for you. Mostly, though, your doing something nice for me makes me feel very loving and caring. It inspires me to do more for you and prompts me to work harder at strengthening our marriage. Especially since our marriage encounter, I am conscious how each loving act by either of us strengthens our coupleness. I also think that since our weekend, I am more conscious of the little things you do to make me happy, rather than just taking them for granted or just being oblivious to them. My darling, I do so want you to know how much and in how many ways you make me very happy. I love you. Always, Wes. In my letter, I wrote, My beloved Wes, I couldn't wait to start writing this love letter because all morning I have been thinking about how many things you do to make me happy, from things like making our bed or unloading the dishes to being extra loving when I'm tired or depressed to the great constant reinforcement of loving me always. But I guess all the smaller things you do to make me happy are just different ways of expressing your love. And that's why they do make me happy. I feel delighted, like a child clapping her hands at a surprise, or like it's my birthday every day and I feel really special. No matter what you do to make me happy, I always feel I've been given a deeper vision into who you are and how much you love me. That makes me feel tender and loving, and I want to reach out and do something special for you too. Especially since our marriage encounter, the things you do for me make me feel quiet and content, resting in that moment of our togetherness and enjoying the closeness it brings. For when you make me happy, I truly feel joined to you, part of one being, lover and beloved, where we both love and are loved, give and receive, and the line between my happiness and yours dissolves into a mutual joy that binds us more closely as one flesh, one soul, and one heart. I love you so much, always. Vicki My final poem I wrote when the crows had driven the mockingbirds away from our yard, which was a great disappointment to me because I love hearing mockingbirds sing. And I discovered some time later that at least some of the mockingbirds had been driven over to our church. And when I would go to church, I would hear the mockingbirds singing in the pines. So this poem was also published in the fall 2018 issue of The Lyric. 
mockingbird wooing. Officious finches in red waistcoats arranged themselves in octaves on the telephone wires and set about determining the overture of day. A coven of crows racketeered in conclave, expelling all the mockingbirds from our pines. Sanctuaried, they rose in waves of praise. If I would have their hymns, I must have yours, weighty, essential as air. The pause between heartbeats, doubt, the leap to palm top where they pour out note after note, waxing lyrical, fluttering into treble lines, gossamer lariats that float translucent on rills of prayer, rippling sotto voce, still. May you find happiness by sharing it this week.